Hey, y'all. We recorded this episode a couple weeks ago, but we wanted to add a statement to acknowledge the current events around the murder of George Floyd. We are not a huge platform, but we want to do what we can to amplify and validate Black voices. It felt insensitive and wrong to air this episode without such a statement, and though we are not experts on the nuances of racial oppression in the United States, there is no doubt that now is the time to stand with and support our Black community. If you are looking for ways to help, please consider donating to any or all of these charities. Minnesota Freedom Fund, Black Visions Collective, Atlanta Solidarity Fund, George Floyd Memorial Fund, Louisville Community Bail Fund, I Run With Mod Fundraiser. We will provide links to all of these on our resources page for this episode. If you are a white listener and feeling confused or conflicted about the protests happening around the country, please consider reading and following these excellent Black writers. Again, we will link to all these people on the resources page. Roxanne Gay, Eugene Robinson, Colbert I. King, Bree Newsom, Tressie McMillan Cottom, Mickey Kendall, Jamel Bowie. We talk a lot on this podcast about communication. A big part of that is listening. Take the time to educate yourself and try to be open to the experiences and struggles of others. Remember that if you're a white listener, this is not about you. This is a time to listen and learn and support our fellow citizens. Thank you for listening, and here's the show. Welcome to the Relationship Road Trip, navigating the twists and turns of all the important relationships in your life. I'm Ben Azevedo, your backseat driver. And this week, I'm also your pesky carpool coworker. I'm Dr. Don Fernando Azevedo, clinical psychologist, executive coach, and voiceover artist, your navigator. And I'm Kim Azevedo, licensed marriage and family therapy associate, your mechanic. And you, dear driver, are the listener, stuck in this car with us until we get to the office, which during quarantine is never. Today's quote is by Thomas J. Watson. Nothing so conclusively proves a man's ability to lead others as what he does from day to day to lead himself. Last week, we wrapped up our mini-series on childhood, and we left off with our kids becoming new adults. In case you hadn't guessed by now from the intro, this week we're kicking off some conversations about workplace relationships and how to navigate them. So Don, give us an overview. Why is it important to have good working relationships and what kinds of relationships do we typically see in a workplace? Well, we spend a, a lot of time at work. About 30% of our life we spend at work. So, you know, a lot of people there, we spend a lot of time, you ought to have good relationships. The relationships at work also have a large impact on our emotional well-being. And if you're trying to stay emotionally healthy, you really need to have good relationships at work, or at least recognize the types of relationships that you have at work so that you can manage them well and have enough energy for all of them. The best thing that you can do to get started is do work that's meaningful and fulfilling to you. It's hard enough to create positive relationships if you really don't like the work that you're doing. So if you can find work that is meaningful, fulfilling to you, attracts your attention and desire, you're more likely to find people who also like that kind of work and they are more likely to be 
in positive relationship with you. Sort of a higher chance of like a shared experiences. Right. Which is often the foundation for a friendship. You know, having a shared interest or a shared experience of some kind. Absolutely. I mean, if you're a football fan and you show up at a baseball game, you might not find many people who are interested in what you're interested in. All right. So find work that's meaningful to you to find people that might be meaningful to you. That's really hard to do, though. It is. This is not an easy thing. None of these things are easy, but they are the targets that you are striving for. So if you find that you're working in a place and you really don't like the kind of work and you don't like the people, find new work because you spend a whole lot of your life there. You don't need it to be difficult for you. This is such a, this is a side conversation to have. That's not as easy as it is as you're making it sound to just change jobs, but that's off topic from this. Well, do we feel like you can find still valuable relationships if you don't have a job that you find meaningful or fulfilling? Yes, I do think that that's possible. I met plenty of people that I'm still close friends with through working at Sur La Table or Starbucks or the other places I've worked where I wasn't passionate about what I was doing. But finding work that's meaningful and fulfilling to you is challenging. And it's not something that you can just be like, oh, well, I'm going to quit my job and go and do this, which is something that I did because I happened to have the resources to make that jump. But most people don't. And so existing in a workplace where they might not feel comfortable, that's not meaningful and that's not fulfilling, still finding those acquaintances and finding those people who might be friendly or at least caring towards you in the workplace is also important. All true. That's kind of adjacent to what we were just talking about. It was just, you said the thing of like, if you're in a job that you don't like, just change jobs. And it's like, it's not that easy. You are absolutely correct. It's not that easy. It is that straightforward though. So if you're in a job that you don't like, make a plan to get out of it and work the plan. It may take you weeks, months, years to get out, but you can. That is true. And pending, you know, nothing in your life gets crisis-based. It does happen. And I mean, like I said, I happen to have the safety net to be able to make the leap that I did at the end of last year. But, you know, I had realized at that point, like, my coworkers are actually detrimental to my mental health. (laughs) And that's not a good thing. So, Well, Well, I think we'll come back to detrimental coworkers later on. Yeah. So Dr. Jan Yeager, uh, who wrote a book called Who's That Sitting at My Desk, talked about different types of relationships that happen at work. And today we're going to do an overview of these, but later on in other sessions, we're going to talk more in depth about each of these. So, you know, when you first start at a job, everybody is in an acquaintanceship with you. You are learning their names. You might learn the role that they have, but there's no deep relationship. It's completely surface level, and it's the beginning of any relationship. You're acquainted with one another. And then there's a a category that she defines as workship, and there are four kinds of workship. The mentor, the advocate, the trailblazer, and the communicator. And these are really relationships that are structured for work and about work, about your career and where you're wanting to go. And then there's friendship people that you develop a closer relationship with. And these are defined by both people want the relationship. The relationship tends to extend out of the workplace. So you're doing things away from the office. Uh, You're sharing issues that require trust and discretion. Oh, well, 
Yeah, because I'm talking about my life outside of work. I'm not talking just about the things that are happening at the office place. Wait, we're supposed to have a life outside of work? Not you. Oh, rude. <laughs> well, you work for me. You don't have any other life other than working for me. <sighs> I suppose. <laughs> but these friendships are often very powerful parts of our life uh, because we spend so much time with these people. And then there's a category called romantic relationships. And this is a complicated step. And it can be wonderful if it's properly taken. This is when you both just really love your job, right? Uh, not really. <laughs> so it's the romantic commitment that you have to your job? No, it's not that either. Nor is it the fact that your job buys you flowers. Romantic is a complicated step that can be wonderful if it's taken properly. And it can be disastrous to your work life if handled poorly. Mm. These are complex relationships because now not only are we taking our relationship outside of work, but it's becoming more intimate and that can pose problems. And the last category she had was foe, a work enemy where communication is blocked or aggressive or this person is competing with you in the workplace, making life more difficult. Cool. Like we said, we'll be covering all of those in more detail in the coming weeks. That's a great overview of some different kinds of relationships we might encounter in the workplace. Kim, what are some ways that we build these relationships? What kinds of tools can we use in workplace relationships and how do they develop over time? Kind of like any other relationship in your life, it takes time and it takes uh, building trust and building respect and being mindful of how you interact with these people. Trust, if you'll remember is reliability plus credibility plus approachability divided by self-orientation. Right. Way too much math for me. <laughs> well, you know, I expect our listeners to be significantly more intelligent than you, so. Oh, intelligent. Wow. Gloves yeah. off. I will put a refresher PDF of that on our resources page. But that development of trust with somebody else and beginning to explore the different relationships that we just talked about. So friendship has that level of self-disclosure to it, whereas a workship doesn't have so much self-disclosure, but has that same amount of respect and trust. You do have to be mindful of what you say and how you engage with your work community. Some communities are okay with casual dressing, and others are much more suit and tie. Some are okay with dyed hair, tattoos, crazy piercings. Some are not. And you kind of have to get a feel of what your work environment is. Same with speech as well. So being mindful of what you're saying, how you're saying it, and understanding that what your views are may not be in alignment with everyone in your work community, and that's okay. Your workships don't have to be friendships, but you do need to be neutral and respectful to everyone in your workplace. So this includes being respectful of diversity and being open to learning more about the different aspects of people's lives. You will meet many new people through work, just kind of the nature of how work has expanded now with global interaction. You're going to meet many people who don't share your culture, your ideas, your beliefs, and that's okay. I don't know if it's worth talking about or pointing out, but I think that there's an interesting dynamic as well if you've got the workplace where hopefully it encourages this mutual respect and diversity 
But that doesn't necessarily mean that all of your coworkers will have that same level of mutual respect or appreciation for diversity. And so you may be bringing that to the table on your end and not getting as much of it from some of your coworkers. And that can be a challenge as well. That is definitely true. And I think depending on the type of company and the way it is set up, being open and honest and communicative about that need for diversity and that need for respect from coworkers is also really important. Hopefully your company is set up with a way that you can talk about it with someone that might be able to make a difference. So most companies have some form of HR. And also how to promote human relations going right. Uh, so it's not just, you don't go to HR just when you have problems. You can go to HR when things are running well in order to share that across your company. A lot of people forget that, that you can share good ideas across a company as well as problems across a company. Mm. Fair point. So, you know, Ben, one of the things our listeners may be noticing is, is that a lot of the behaviors that we talked about, about creating your spouse relationship as strong and your parenting relationship as strong, also show up here at work because all of these relationships relate to you. You are the center. There is no relationship without you in it. I do feel like sometimes we uh, say a lot of the same stuff, you know, clear communication, mutual respect, listening, trust, trust. Yeah. Confiding. Yeah. But it's true. Any, any significant relationship in your life is going to have some elements of those things to varying degrees. And like you said, they all originate with you. Right. So the key thing is, is if you're struggling with any of these relationships at work, look to your own behavior first. What can I do differently? How can I listen better? How can I understand this other person? If I start there, I'm in complete control of that. And if I do well with that, if I model listening and respect and kindness, I'm more likely to get that back from the people around me. So that's a key thing to think about in your world. Cool. All right, folks, this one's going to be a little shorter than usual. But like I said, we're just doing an overview of work relationships. So just to recap, we talked about some different kinds of relationships you might experience at work. Those are acquaintanceships, workships, friendships, romantic relationships, and faux relationships. And we're going to dive deeper into each of those types of relationships over the next couple of weeks in a sort of mini series about work relationships. We hope you're still finding these episodes helpful and informative. And if you are, please leave us a review on iTunes and don't forget to subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. And until next time, enjoy the drive. Thank you for listening to the Relationship Road Trip. We hope you enjoyed the episode and we want to know what you think. So write to us at questions at afpsych.com. You can also support the show by rating and reviewing us on iTunes or subscribing with your favorite podcast app. You can find more episodes of the show at relationshiproadtrip.com or wherever you download podcasts. The Relationship Road Trip comes out every Wednesday at 7 a.m., so don't forget to tune in next week. The Relationship Road Trip is brought to you by Azevedo Family Psychology, where they are dedicated to helping you create a life worth celebrating. You can learn more about their services at azavitofamilypsychology.com. This podcast is produced by Bear Cave Audio. Bear Cave Audio provides a range of audio services, from original composition to podcast recording and editing. 
To learn more, go to bearcaveaudio.com or email ben at bearcaveaudio.com. Until we meet again, may the road rise up to meet you. May the wind be always at your back and may the sun shine warm upon your face. Thank you.